All right, everybody, that in... <sighs> I'm sorry. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> Think about what you've done. You're listening to episode number five of So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Ben. No, I'm not. I'm Garrett. Who's Ben? I don't know. Why Sometimes would you I just say, say that? I gotta change it up. Ben. Gotta keep them on their toes. This is the fifth one. They've been with us. I gotta throw a curveball in there. They're gonna get bored. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Are you Ben Kenobi? Yeah, maybe that's a Ben. Ah. Well, that's that's a whole nother series. We've already done that. This week, we're talking about Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, beep, the follow-up to Ace Ventura with Pet Detective, released in 1995, starring Jim Carrey. This movie made $108 million at the domestic box office. That's a lot of money. For the time it was, it, sure it was. came in at number five at the, at the year-end list of highest-grossing movies of the year, behind Pocahontas, Apollo 13, Batman Forever, and Toy Story. Nice. All right. It surprises me that it's five. That seems pretty high. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering the time, blockbusters were not that big of a deal then. Considering now. I consider this a blockbuster if it made that much money. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're going strictly on no. money. By what year was it? 1995 standards? 1995. So, yeah. I mean, would you consider Pocahontas a blockbuster? Because it made more. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's fair. In a way, probably. Disney's, I don't know. Nah, I guess you're right. I've still never seen it. So Pocahontas was the highest grossing movie in 1995? No. No. It's behind Pocahontas, Apollo 13, Batman Forever, and Oh, Story. okay. I went the wrong, Toy Story. I went the wrong direction. What's most interesting <laughs> is that uh, Tom Hanks had two movies in the top three that year. Great movies. Great movies. Great movies. Great, great actor. But we're not talking about that. We're talking, talking about a, a much worse movie. Another, but with another great actor. Sure. Just not yet at yeah. this point in time. <laughs> Uh, Ace Ventura, uh, When Nature Calls. I, I'm excited about this conversation. I am too. Me because too. I'm pretty, I'm like 90 cents, 90 cents, 90, I'm 90 cents. cents sure. That, <laughs> That's uh, not confident. We're, we're putting, no, it's in the terms of a dollar. I wouldn't bet that. Again, I'm changing it up. Throwing curveballs at them left and right. 90% sure that each one of us as a kid, Andrew is like a 20 year old, 95, uh, loved <laughs> this movie so much. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now we're adults and things may have changed. I think so. Uh, I, what are you going to say there, Chief? I was going to say may have. May have. Uh, I hated this movie. Currently. Watching it this week, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> really didn't like it. Why? Um, I found it to be less funny than the first one as, a, as an adult. I found it to have almost no humor at all. It relies entirely on Jim Carrey's physical comedy. Which is not uh, enough for me to carry a movie. Uh, I thought it was more offensive than the first one in ways that uh, just should not exist, and are way uh, in ways that wouldn't 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 happen today. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, the way that the the natives are treated is very offensive. Okay, <laughs> so that's also <clears throat> if we're gonna just jump and into portrayed. that. That is also a thing that uh, Jim Carrey had a problem with in the movie. <clears throat> uh, there's a According, I don't have like an actual source for this other than the IMDb, IMDb trivia page. Uh, Jeff Daniels said that Jim Carrey did not like this movie, did not want to make this movie. And there were a lot of very variations of reasons why. Uh, but one of the things is that he thought 
people might take offense to the depiction of the people, the, the natives in this movie. And it says that he's even surprised that the film hasn't been outright banned because of it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty bad in that regard. Uh, I wanted to go back to the humor though, because Jim Carrey is known as an, uh, he's known for his physicality. Oh yeah. That's what he does. <clears throat> Where he lost me in this one is when you look at it, what is considered the funniest parts of that movie are just gross out factors. Whereas that was not necessarily the case in the first one or in his other movies. Every of every every single one of the mo- quote unquote most funny moments is like uh him uh birthing himself from a from a fake rhinoceros in a very gross fashion. Right. Him uh covering an entire hut in a loogie. That's very gross. That was very gross. I hated that part as a kid even because of how nasty it was. And like, you see all that gunk on their face. Like, it's just, that was too much. And it's always been too much. I've never liked that part. No, so it bothers me that they just went for gross out factors in this movie. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that insight, sir. (laughs) That is, that is... (laughs) <laughs> Noted, documented, and sealed. Uh, that's that, all for us today. We'll be back next, next week. week. That is my ninety cents. Thank you very much. Oh man. Oh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, I said the same thing because uh, I think in the last episode we talked about again. This is uh, the last episode I hadn't seen when Nature Calls in years. Yeah, and so I, I, I had said that this movie was my favorite of the two. Right, you said that in our uh, Empire Strikes Back episode. I did. I, I will note. I still, uh, it, it's weird now, going back and watching it, because I still like this movie more than the first one, just because I didn't like the first one at all. Like, I didn't like the story, I didn't like the overall feel. However, I don't have a problem saying that it's a better movie, because there is a story, and there is a plot, and it's not just Jim Carrey spitting on people, or being birthed out of rhinos it's it's got more to it but for i and i think it's probably a nostalgia thing where i just go back to this one and how many times i watched it and i i just really really enjoyed it as a kid which watching it as an adult i don't know how this is a kid movie but it is uh, it won like the didn't it win the best <clears throat> picture he won best actor at the kids nickelodeon kids yeah, choice award yeah. like that. but still uh, that, that's like four kids and this is definitely not a kid oh movie. hell no 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 it's not it's really not no. especially seeing it as an adult if you're if you're seeing it now you would it would definitely probably be rated r although i guess i'll say we saw it as kids and i didn't really get a lot of the references in that way yeah. so because again, as a kid, I'm focusing on the fact that he blew snot all over everybody, and he's coming out of a rhino. But like, just the stupid things. I think he's bat poop. Yeah, I think that um, guano. I think that as a kid, you don't because you're so innocent, you don't know a lot of these things. Uh, to to bring it back to another Jim Carrey movie, Liar Liar. There's a scene in this movie where he's walking down the hallway, and somebody goes, "Hey, Fletch, how's it hanging?" And he says, short, shriveled, and always to the left or to yeah. the right. And like as a kid, I laughed because I knew I was supposed to, and it was funny, but I didn't know why. So going back and as, a, as an adult, be like, oh, that's a dick joke. <laughs> I didn't know it, and it was a whole different kind of funny. But as a kid, you don't realize some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, uh, it doesn't get away with it, but I mean, it happens a lot. Um, I took a tally. Okay. Uh, I took a uh, tally in the last one for Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I took tallies for how many times he said loser, 
Because I feel like I took tallies for the the things that are for catchphrases for catchphrases that are iconic. Yeah. So exactly, I took it for loser. I took it for alrighty. Then I took it for really like a glove. Spank you and take care now. Bye bye then. Because all of those things I forgot about. Spank you, but they they he said it quite a bit. So he said it. He said it in this movie. He didn't say it in the last one. I know. So that's why I'm taking this tally. Okay. This ain't this ain't the last movie. Oh, I, movie. I, I, I know. Uh, loser. He said three times. Alrighty then was the most with seven, and I included the meditation alrighty thens because those were the funny ones. He only said really twice in this movie, and that's one of the things that really stands out for me is like the catchphrases is the the way he says really. Like a glove was only twice. Spank you. He said three times. And then take care now, but by then was four times, and including the uh, his little sidekick Iuda, or uh, however you say his name, Spike. No, that's a monkey. He can't talk. Well, that's his sidekick. No, Iuda uh, is the, oh, the tribesman oh, who uh, shows him around who speaks English. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So my bad. Uh, really, those other than alrighty, then none of those catchphrases are said a ton, but they really stick out, and I think it's because of his ridiculous delivery and 99% of what he does in this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. even to this day, I still say, alrighty then, and uh, take care now, but bye then. And mm-hmm. occasionally I'll throw in a lay there, depending on the day. Normally it's to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you felt bad about that, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the director. Okay. Because you, you, and, I had, you and I had this conversation. Steve Odekert. Yes. Right. He was not originally the director for this movie and he was like a script super supervisor for the previous one right yeah yeah so consultant one of the uh d- the director originally dropped out or something like that and jim suggested this guy who he's friends with never directed a movie no and one of the things that i found is that there's a there's a vulture article about someone who expressed interest in directing the movie by the name of Spike Jones. Yeah. 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 Spike Jones expressed interest at the time. Jim Carrey did not know who Spike Jones was. So he was like, nah, let's go with this guy. And he says that it's one of the biggest regrets that he has as an actor. Man, Spike Jones. What are some of the other movies that he's done? You, I'm sure Spike you know. Spike Jones. Uh, he did Being John Malkovich. He did Her. He did Where the Wild Things Are. He's done a ton of music videos. Yeah, and what I know him best for is the Buddy Holly video from Weezer. Um, one of my, I think probably my favorite music video of all time is "Weapon of Choice" by uh, by uh, Fatboy Slim, and it stars Christopher Walken when he's dancing around in the uh, the hotel the hotel lobby area. I think it's a great video, and also uh, "Sabotage" by the Beastie Boys, because I think. Um, I think that's probably one of the greatest videos ever because of one, how energetic it was, and two, how cheaply it, it was made. And they made several versions of that video. I just want to imagine what a Spike Jones Ace Ventura would have been like because I feel been. like it would have been drastically different from the original one because of the style that Spike Jones has. It's it's very... Uh, <clears throat> Especially what it's blossomed into. Yeah, it's colorful. It's... Uh, kind of old school mm-hmm. and it and it's polished mm-hmm. and so a spike jones jim carrey ace ventura mashup i would like to see it i think you get like an art house comedy 
They would definitely not be the same. No, no it probably would have been good. <laughs> uh, I still, even even knowing that Jim Carrey regrets it, cannot quite wrap my head around what was in his head when he said, no, I don't want Spike Jones. I want this guy who's never directed anything before. Yeah. But he consulted the last one, so this seems like a good career choice. I do I do <laughs> find it kind of interesting. Now, granted, Spike Jones hadn't done a lot yet right. either. No, but he's, I mean... But he was... He was a music video director. That's, yeah. I mean, that is experience he, enough. He hadn't done any of those movies yet that you had listed. No. But... Another... I don't know these guys right off the top of my head. Maybe you do, Andrew. Uh, the Farley Brothers... Yeah, the Fairly Brothers. Brothers yeah, are, uh, they were. Yeah, uh, there's something Dumb, about Mary. Okay. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. They were also tabbed to direct this movie, and they declined. That probably smart. That probably would have made a difference. Yeah, probably would have made a difference. So they had a lot of uh, different people in line to do this movie. Mm-hmm. It ended up going to Steve. What? Steve Odekirk, who continued his weird fascination with Ace Ventura because he also created Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. And he also did, he's also famous for uh, all the thumb movies. If you're not familiar with those, don't worry about it. The he, thumb movies? He made these, th- okay, he made these movies that where the main characters were like all thumbs and they just had like faces on them. And yeah, he did one like called Thumb Wars, like Bat Thumb. And you know, he did. Oh, like spoofs of real movies? Yeah. Ugh. He did, yeah. He did one of like Star Wars that was Thumb Wars, where instead, where like a spoiler alert, where instead of Luke Vader or wow, Luke Luke Vader, Vader. wow, Darth Vader being Luke's father ends up being Luke's mother, which makes no sense. But anyway, um, no, he also did another another one called. uh, I'm not thinking of Kung Fu Hustle. It's like something. Kung, <laughs> it's Kung Pao. Kung Pao. Into the Fist. Into the Fist. And Tongue of Fury. Yes. And Tongue of Fury. And Kung Pao Into the Fist was just... Uh, he was not only the writer, the director, the producer, but he was also the star. And it's, uh, it's, it's something... What something I'm most different. impressed by is that he wrote the script for Patch Adams. Which is... Oh, um, wow. Which is totally in a different direction. It is a totally... In a different direction. And this is going to be slightly off topic because this is not the movie we're talking about. But I am now learning that people don't consider Patch Adams a good movie. And I'm surprised. Yeah. This has a very, very bad Rotten Tomatoes score. (laughs) For audience or critics? For critics. Oh, wow. Very bad. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, So I was going to say Patch Adams stood out as one of the few good movies in Odekirk's uh uh, filmography, but apparently I'm wrong, and they are all bad. <laughs> I I I dis I would disagree with that. I, I I thought think, Patch Adams. Was I thought good, Patch Adams was really good, but it's another example of a movie I've not seen mm-hmm. since I was young. So if it doesn't hold up, you could you could talk out loud. I know, you know but I'm just. It. But uh, Bruce I'm just, Almighty is that what you're pointing out here? Yeah, Bruce Almighty. I think Bruce Almighty is actually a is Bruce a, Almighty is a good movie. It's a better movie. It is. It's a way better movie than say. This uh, uh, yeah, this by a long shot. But uh, let's let's bring it back to some specific parts of the movie that stand out. Is there anything that you guys watched as an adult, other than like the physicality and like some of the more standout things that stood out this go round? For Ace Ventura, uh, not really. Yeah. I thought it was very forgettable. I did one thing. I guess if I had to say one thing that stood out. 
was uh, it, this movie. T- so Pet Detective is somewhat more realistic. Sure. Mm-hmm. It has a story that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's absurd and the character's absurd, but the story is like logical. In this one, he's gone full on caricature of a caricature. I yeah. And it's no longer set anywhere in reality. He's it starts off with him trying to find a raccoon off in the mountains. Which wouldn't that doesn't make any sense for what his job title is, well, a pet detective? Well, they're spoofing. I mean, they're spoofing a movie. There. I get that, but it, yeah. it wasn't a good. It wasn't no. an appropriate time to do that. No, it didn't make sense. Yeah, and it was a weird catalyst to make him. He loses the raccoon, so he goes into hiding. Well, so I. This is going to sound weird, but bear with me because I took that whole thing. Of him going to the temple and whatnot, I I, I compared it. <laughs> this is going to oh be God, like, what yeah. are you going to say? I compared it what? to both the Dark Knight, actually, <laughs> kind of. No, do not compare it to Batman Begins. Kind of, don't do it. I did, but I'm also going to compare it. it to Doctor Strange in a way because, as ridiculous as it is, he had this tragedy, <laughs> what he considers a tragedy in his world of crazy animal stuff. Uh, went to this Buddhist monk temple to find inner peace and silence, and be and they molded him. They didn't want to, based on what happens whenever he leaves. But they molded him, and he found this peace that he could make do and go out and be his super ace Ventura again. It rebuilt him after he had been crushed. Sure, <laughs> okay. I'm not saying it's a good comparison, but I'll, what I may or may not be saying that Christopher Nolan. Stole that from Ace Ventura, but like whatever. Cool. Because <laughs> Batman's origin story hasn't been around forever. Right. Yeah. No. All right. So here's what I have to say about Ace Ventura. <laughs> I've been waiting. Okay. What do you have to say about Ace Ventura? All right. I think. I mean, y- y'all have done a good job of disagree of like of kind of disillusioning. Dissoluting the uh, like the, like I don't the have movie. any idea where this is going, and I'm excited. Okay, but here's here's what I have to say is that I thought I still think it was funny, and the reason why I think it's funny is because the humor, although it's gross out, although it's very stupid, if for some reason to me it actually still kind of holds up. And the first movie, the movie that it that its origin story was, is I think is is horrible. And the reason why that is, is because the humor does not, the humor does not carry over like the humor. Like if you watch the original Ace Ventura, it doesn't hold over. If you watch this Ace Ventura, it's just like, you know, it's real stupid, but it's actually kind of watchable. So like what parts, what parts for you remain <coughs> as funny as, as in, cause, cause there were parts where I laughed a lot and we'll get into that in a second. But like for you, cause mm-hmm. you have defended this since we started talking about mm-hmm. it. Cause because I think the order of rewatch was Josh watched it and hated it. Yeah. You watched it and loved it. I watched it and remained relatively neutral, mm-hmm. even though I know it's bad. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh in parts. Mm-hmm. Would I say that I still think it's funny? No. Would yeah. I willingly watch again? Probably not. But like you have defended it. So what what stands out to you? Like, okay, when when Ace Ventura is going to the uh, is going to the consulate. When he's going to the consulate for the first time. I thought that was funny whenever he uh, is playing around with his food. I thought that was funny that whenever he was 
when he knocked that guy out for where for uh basically wearing uh, his his girlfriend or whatever was wearing that fur and he did not like it he wore him he yeah, wore him yeah, yeah and there's there's that the monopoly there's man yeah. the monopoly man yeah do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars but um moving on uh, um <laughs> i just want to point out the absence of laughter yeah because i found that part funny as a kid uh as an adult, I laughed at the part where he had his face all jacked up and he shot the grapes out of his nose or yeah. whatever. That part still made me laugh just because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was really it. But uh, another part I can think of is when he is tied to that when he's tied to that that raft, getting ready to go over the waterfall, and that and Spike is trying to get him out, and at the last minute, Spike just bails and he's just waving to him goodbye. <laughs> Smart monkey. <laughs> One one of the parts that made me laugh really hard was when they were driving to the consulate. Yeah. And they're going through the woods and Ace starts singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> so I learned through some research that, do you know the story behind this? No, I don't. He forgot his lines and just started singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And both of the him and the other guy were able to stay in character for this whole thing, and the the director loved it, so they left it in. But that's him just improvising because he straight up forgot his lines. I mean, it worked. And that's when I think Jim Carrey shines through is because he can do things like that, and mm-hmm. that's something uh, that wasn't scripted. It wasn't silly. It was Jim doing something to be funny, mm-hmm. and it worked. Mm-hmm. That's the one part that I that I wrote down that said. Uh, Anytime I've laughed so far is because of Jim's, Jim Carrey's absurdity. Uh, Chitty, bang, bang, the whole, the whole thing where he's like, Chitty, for a really long time. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. But that was, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the one part that really stands out mm-hmm. for me. When he's, when he's going to the, uh, I think it's the, uh, the Wachutu tribe, um, whenever he's trying to sneak in to try to, like, whenever he's trying to, like, uh, like infiltrate him and he ends up getting caught... I thought that bit was hilarious. I really did. And whenever he was doing all the tests, I thought it was hilarious. When he got, when the arrows landed in his legs, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, and he I st- would. And it's I still so think, stupid. It, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but sometimes you just need that relief. So like, you I don't, think like, you don't want to just. There's nothing funnier than getting shot with an arrow. <laughs> That's comedy right there. <laughs> I think uh, you, you had mentioned that the movie relies on Jim Carrey. Too and, that, much. and that's not enough for you, and I get that. But for me, I oh, think jokes. I you're right, and it, and I but I think that it shows the ability of Jim Carrey to be that funny. Yeah, like I'm not saying that it's a good movie, and you shouldn't do that. You should have good writing. But yeah. his ability to take a movie that you and I at least agree is crap, Andrew still finds funny. Uh, which is, is not you're at least aware that it's not a great movie. It's just it's, a funny oh, movie. Oh, it's a. I don't it's know. A, I think he thinks it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but his ability to be so absurdly funny is is to me a standout of this movie because he has to mm-hmm. because without him it wouldn't even be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just be upsettingly know. bad. Because like I can't. No one's going to question Jim Carrey's abilities. I just don't think he was absurdly funny in this. I don't think he was. It was just Jim Carrey. Being he was Jim just Carrey. being a dummy. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have the material to make it work this time. The only thing I'll say about that is that I, I they do, were, 
No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say they were just clearly trying to like take Pet Detective and one-up all of it. And when they didn't need to do that, so so looking out, yeah, they Jim Carrey has has said that he doesn't think that he should do this movie, or he didn't want to do this movie. Um, he said that he made the movie's budget was thirty million dollars. He made fifteen million. He made half the so movie's had, budget. Wow! So he made a ton of money doing this, but he uh, has said multiple times that it's not a good movie, and that he he has. Again, going back to thinking that it's offensive in ways. What I also found was interesting is that there, a double Blu-ray set of this and Ace Ventura Pet Detective has been on hold because the MPAA is trying to decide whether or not this movie should be re-rated. Huh. Okay. And and that sounds kind of strange because you don't think of much, but you and I, Josh, discussed the master. What what is a masturbation scene? And I for I for years did not know what that was. Masturbation? No. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that put that, you in a corner. That oh fuck. Um, uh, that one scene, I did not know what was going on there. So I didn't figure that out until later in life. So yeah, there. So I, as a kid, thought that he was having sex with the princess. That's what I thought too. Because at the end of the movie, yeah, they discover that the princess is no longer a virgin and you said that it was very clearly a masturbation scene so when that came as up, an adult yeah. yeah as an adult because it made sense but now that scene seems to be it almost seems like they should have made it a sex scene because of the fact that at the end you find out that she's no longer a virgin and the whole tribe is chasing jim but that's never like pointed out at no. any point in time no so that seems like just an odd, cheap joke. I wonder if there's a scene there that we're not seeing. So I hope not. I don't want to see it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't need to see any more of that movie. Now, I made the, I think in an earlier episode, I made the, uh, the comparison, like from Batman, to, like the Dark Knight to Batman. This is. Yeah. I did when that nature, too just now. When Nature Calls is compared to um, the first Pet Detective. And the the reason why I make that comparison is that it stands out on its own. Yeah, it I may- just want to clarify for people that Andrew said essentially that Ace Ventura, when nature calls, <laughs> is the Dark Knight of the Ace Ventura franchise. I mean, if continue. you're continue if you're going purely based on which one is a sequel. You are correct. Yeah, in terms of it came second, <laughs> and that is true. I mean, technically, there's three of them. Yeah, nobody the car- counts. No the one third counts one. the Cartoon yeah, Network original that, movies. No, it's like, it's like saying Home Alone. You know, Home Alone has five movies. No, there's only two of them. I would say we'd do it if I even knew how to get a hold of it. So, <laughs> I don't even think it was literally a TV movie. I don't uh, know that it's available. No. Um, but no, the reason why I say that is because. It's the humor I feel is completely different. That the storyline or lack thereof is completely different. It, like you know, y'all were talking about earlier about it's depending solely on his physicality. I and I think that's what makes the movie. Personally, I think that's what makes the movie what it is. In the Dark Knight, you obviously have the Joker, who is essentially the lead, at least, and. You know, it, it comes it comes to a point where it's a half story about Batman, the other half about Joker. So, but really, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, my my point I'm getting here is is that when it comes to Ace Ventura, when Nature Calls, 
okay? When it comes to Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, it stands out on its own because, of the, at least I feel, like the humor of it, of its time. And it's probably really popular because of its time. Uh, it's not real popular now. But I will say this. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to like sequels, this is, I feel like this is way funnier than the predecessor. Because the first Ace Ventura, uh, when it comes to the humor, I think I said this earlier, does not hold up. It just doesn't hold up at all. So I don't know. I look at this movie and I I look at the whole thing and I go, why? Why did this get made? Like, this is not a movie I'd want to watch over and over again. I, uh, so I took another note that said, talking about the lack of storyline at the end, the climax where the two tribes are coming together. Mm -hmm. I found myself thinking, why, why is this war happening? Mm -hmm. Because the bat that's missing is worshiped by the good tribe. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get the bat back. Yeah. They know that the bad tribe doesn't have the bat. I think that's So in my brain, I was like, okay, the good tribe thinks the bad tribe has the bat. Thus, they're going to go to war. But we all know that they don't. So when Jim gets the bat back, I'm trying to understand why these two tribes are going to war. Mm -hmm. Because he was over there and he knows they don't have the bat. But they're still going to attack. And it's not the good tribe that's attacking the bad tribe. The bad tribe is attacking the good tribe. Why? It doesn't make any sense, and I still don't know the answer to that question. They, like, why were they attacking? Yeah, them? because if the good tribe thought the bad tribe stole their bat, well, it was a plot. They would earlier. want to invade, but the good tribe is not the one doing the invading. The bad tribe is the one that's initiating the attack. Mm-hmm. But why? Because what do they care about the bat? It ain't their bat. Yeah, and they don't have the bat. So the whole premise. And I know we're getting into storylines at Ace Ventura, but like, what the heck? So the the whole movie just it didn't make sense. I mean, it might be a plot hole, but I it's a major plot hole. I mean, that's the crux of the movie is the damn bat. Yeah. But it made me chuckle. I mean, <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was definitely interesting to rewatch as an adult and see these things that I hadn't seen in years. And and going into it, I thought that you were going to be on the outside because you hated it so much. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to hate this movie because I loved it as a kid. It's going to be funny. It's still going to be good. And then when I watched it, I went, oh, no. Not. It's painful. Yeah, it was rough. And that's a shame because I love Jim Carrey so much. Uh, and, and, be, and mostly... Uh, because of this, and movie. that's how you know this is a bad movie. Because you can look at, you can rewatch Dumb and Dumber a million times, and that movie is fantastic. Yeah. And it came from he made that before this one. Yeah, but this movie is bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just bad. And I think a lot of people let Jim Carrey nostalgia cloud their memory yeah. of movies and just look at. There are so many Jim Carrey movies that are rewatchable, and you could just go to town, watch them as many times as you want, and it's funny every time. And this is just not one of them. And really, the whole Ace Ventura idea isn't isn't one of them. No. So, that's my thoughts on it. I'm really out of things to say about this awful movie. <laughs> that's fair. I, I think we've covered most of what I was going to bring up. Uh, th- since we're on the Batman train, just one more thing. When did... He was Riddler... Yeah. And which Batman movie? Yep, forever. Uh, forever. Which one, when did that come out? The same year this came out. Before or after, do we know? I think before. it was before. It was before. Okay. Then that changed. Because while I was watching it, there are a couple of scenes that I got very Riddler-esque vibes from the way he was portraying. So, like, there's a scene 
where the bad guy Cadby takes him into that hunting room and he's got all of the uh, animal heads on the wall and he starts screaming and they're spinning and it looks creepy and the scream was reminding me of the Riddler and then whenever he's quote unquote torturing that other guy it was very evil (laughs) and Riddler-esque and it just made me think of when the movies came out in comparison Mm. this movie made more money than the Batman no no Batman Batman, I can't remember you are not listening to our list at all Batman made more than this okay Batman made 187 million dollars all those movies I said made more money than this one of these days I'll I'll pay attention to what we say I don't listen to whenever I talk most of the time anyway we know Batman made 187 million dollars okay in the US that's a lot more money than this yes and so it looks like he filmed Batman Forever first okay and then Batman Forever came out just like months prior mm-hmm. okay. to, to When Nature Calls. Gotcha. So I got to wonder how much of When Nature Calls' box office success has to do with Jim Carrey Maybe being pit- a breakout star that year Maybe with Batman Forever. Yeah, I think, yeah, piggybacking yeah. off the success of Batman Forever. People were like, wow. He's in now. Now they're doing this, and he was in the Riddler, and I like that. Or he was in Batman, and he was a good Riddler. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's uh, that's probably. A, I think it's fair to. I think it's fair to discuss yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's very possible. But you know, I just I I find the humor. I uh, yeah. But anyway, y'all y'all know my stance on it. <laughs> but we all know you loved it. I mean, I liked it. I liked it better than i like the first ace ventura i don't think i could watch the first ace ventura again but this one you know only if i was very very bored fair enough so i just want to point out what other podcast can you listen to where you're gonna compare on three four separate occasions ace ventura to batman Ah. in some way shape or form we've done that four times now in five episodes i don't want to (laughs) know because they probably exist um should we take a guess at what we think this movie's rated? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the time of the show where we pull, pull up the Rotten Tomato score of this movie, and everyone's going to guess except for me because I accidentally saw it early. Lame. So I know what it is. You two do not. Nope. Okay. Remember, Rotten Tomatoes is a 100% scale. Well, I'll start with Andrew. What do you think Ace Ventura When Nature Calls got on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm, I'm going to say th- 33 maybe okay i am also going to say like 30 30 and 33 ace ventura when nature calls got a 33 percent wow dun 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 nature calls in this ace ventura sequel and it's answered by the law of diminishing returns (laughs) says the critical consensus yeah 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 another note says warner brothers doubled the budget for this sequel for their trouble, they got a film half as funny. Uh, someone else said, it's painful to sit through. The first was funny in a cheap way. The second is a disgrace. Nope. And from the man who would one day give us Kung Pao, need I say more? <laughs> Though my favorite might be this one that just says, no quote available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to watch something brainless, this isn't a total waste. Gave it a C minus. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, just to be fair, I'll read a couple positives. One person called it a guilty pleasure. I'd say that's fair. I agree with that. One person called it uh, silly, stupid merriment. Also fair. A little bit of carry goes a long, long way, and this Ace Ventura comedy goes on for too, too long. And that's a positive. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a positive review. That is a positive review. That is a full tomato. I'm I'm looking at it right now. 
So there you go. That is that. Um, Ace Ventura when nature calls, everybody. I hope that this didn't make people want to not listen to our show anymore. <laughs> uh, but I forgot one more thing. We have to give our own review of this movie. Right. I'm going to say how many cans of Bumblebee tuna would you give this film? <laughs> Out of what? Out of five. Okay. Out of five, I'd probably give it maybe two and a half. Oh, that's high. I was going to go like a half or one. Can. One and a half at the maximum. I'm going to give it one can of old bumblebee tuna. <laughs> it's a little stinky, but it's edible. That's fair. Before we wrap up real quick, I want to do one more thing. Uh, we got some really nice graphics, and this is the first time, first recording that we've had these graphics, so I want to give a shout out to the guy who made them for us. His name is David Strozier. Uh, I work with him, and he was kind enough to make our, our OK Connection Presents So Many Sequels graphic and the marquee graphic where we're looking at which movie we're presenting. So uh, he doesn't. he's working on his website right now. He, he's going to send me some stuff. So uh, if you've got some graphic design work, we'll, uh, we'll put that in our, they are badass. In our little uh, information stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. And Bravo. I might as well name... I, he's been in the, in the show notes every time, but I haven't men- mentioned him before. But Justin Mayer wrote our theme song. His information is always in the show notes. You can find him at mayorforhire.com. Cheerio, my good man. All right, that was Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Now, this is not the first time we're picking a new movie. No. But it's the first time we're going to do it in this way. Okay. We've come up with our own sort of sort of game, not really a game, but sort of game, where we have created a long list of of different movie franchises. What how many did you say we there have? There's 64 on our list currently to date. 64 stuff that we movie franchises we haven't talked about yet. We're going to put them in a random generator and we're going to hit the button and whatever it lands on that's what we're going to do with some rules. Oh boy. I think this is I think we've all agreed upon this. We all get or we each get all three of us get one veto. If you veto it you don't have to have majority rules or anything. We'll just redo it again. Does that sound fair? Yeah, yeah it's fine. So there, we could <clears throat> veto up to three times, but it has to be each individual person. So once once I have vetoed, I can't veto again until next week. Okay. And so on and so forth. And if we get screwed and it picks the same movie twice, well, we're going to do it anyway. Right. So that's, that's, that's the rules we're going to go by. So as of right now, we don't even know what we're doing next. Let's do it. Let's so, hit the button and see what happens. Here we go. Alrighty. Da 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 da. Forty-two. Forty-two is the number. Wow. You know what? What? So Garrett's not going to veto based on that reaction. No, I'm not. It is the Oceans series. Ah, yeah. Oceans Eleven. Oceans Eleven. Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. And there is an Oceans Eight coming out featuring a female cast. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Andrew? I'd be okay with it. You're okay with it. I think I'm okay with it. It's different. We've not done that type of action movie yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, All right. Well, I think that settles it then. I agree. That was Our easy. next that movie will be Ocean's Eleven. We'll have that out soon. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good film. There you go. I'm excited now. It's way easier than making us pick ourselves. Yeah, because it, it's like whenever you go to a uh, restaurant and there's, so, there's a big giant menu and it's hard right. to pick. But if you go to a restaurant, there's only three choices. It's a lot easier. Or like in the old days when we'd go to a movie rental store and spend the whole time looking at movies. And then your mom would be like, you got to pick one now. And you'd go, but I want them all. And you pick them at random. Yeah. And then what do you pick? The one you picked last time. Yeah. Yeah. You just <laughs> go back to time. it every time. 
because it was good ones. All right, well, that's it. We'll be back uh, next time with Ocean's Eleven. Find us online at facebook.com slash okconnection. And on Instagram, just search for so many sequels pod. See you next time.